Google Pest Control Marketer Grow your business like never before Call 770-993-0004 Hello folks, this is Hal Coleman here with yet another episode of Pest Control Marketing Live, the only live streaming internet TV show totally dedicated to helping PCOs and WCOs Grow their businesses, get more new customers, make more money, and build a better retirement that they want and deserve. I'm here again with my longtime sidekick, my cohort in crime, better known as the Ed McMahon of live streaming PCO marketing, Mr. <laughs> Online Mike Stewart. How you doing, Mike? Oh, you know, you said a few weeks ago you love doing these shows, and I can't believe how you know how how time flies. I, I'm looking forward to these. Uh, all the time. And, and it's just, it's, it's great when we get reaction that we know we're making a difference in people's businesses and their lives, especially in the pest control world. And I see people uh, coming into the seats of the studio here, watching the show. So uh, I, today is an especially exciting show. So I'm going to, I'm going to save all the thunder for you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Offline. Well, yeah, I got to say this to you, Mike, and uh, and I've been waiting to, uh, to say it to you today on the air. You look older than you did last week. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> so do I. You know, that's hey, a, how's that? Am I younger now? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That took 20 years off of your life. But uh, yeah, th- uh, listen, it, this is going to be a great show today because we have got a fantastic guest. Uh, and I'll tell you about him uh, a little later. But first, uh, we want to we want to make good time here. So I look forward to this every week. Our, our uh Examples of stupid marketing blunders. And mine today involves this. People who go out and they hire uh, an ad agency or a, or a coach uh, or, or an SEO person, uh, uh, somebody to manage their social media. They hire somebody without getting any proof of what that person can do. And proof, I mean, generally comes in the in the form of what we call social proof, which is uh, testimonials, uh, letters of reference, and phone calls. You got to do your due diligence. Uh, when I had my pest control business, I used to get calls, seems like every week from somebody who wanted me to advertise, you know, on, on a shopping cart in a grocery store, or they wanted me to advertise in their magazine, or, you know, you get bombarded. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And, uh, uh, I, I, some of the stuff sounded really good. And in the early years, I bought some of that advertising and I never really was able to trace it to any new business or any new customers. So finally, I got to the point where if they would call me, I would say, this looks really good. Uh, and I might want to do this. Could you give me the names of at least three pest control companies who, who have done this with you and let me call them and talk to them and see what kind of results they got? You know, and there'd kind of be silence on the phone and they'd say, uh, Oh, uh, sure. Sure. Yeah, we can do that. I say, uh, I'll get the names of them and I'll get back with you. And I would never hear from them again. So, you know, what somebody else says about you is a thousand times more important than what you say about yourself. So, uh, if you want to hire somebody, check them out, find out who their customers are and what their customers are saying. Now I practice what I preach so if you go to pestcontrolmarketer.com and just scroll down to the bottom of the page, you will see 
probably between 40 and 50 of my clients uh, there and their comments, their testimonials and their phone numbers. So uh, I open that up to people and my, my clients are always glad to talk to people. And so when somebody hires me, they they're pretty well uh, know what they're going to get. If I hire somebody, I want to know what I'm getting and I want to talk to their clients. So the stupid marketing blunder that I, I'm sharing with you is don't hire somebody and pay them a lot of money until you check them out. Find out what they have done for other people. And if they've done it for other people, they can probably do it for you too. But uh, don't just hire somebody, pay them a lot of money and, and not check them out and get the social proof. Okay. That is a big marketing blunder. So Mike, what do you got for us? Well, you know, this is a crazy true story um, from the internet side from years ago. And, and this, I see this over and over again. So it's something that you really need to make sure of. Uh, number one, uh, when you're starting your business, or even if you've got an established business, your web address, your .com address, which I hope you have, sometimes you've let web guys, you've let web companies, make them what's called the registrant. Now, what does a registrant mean? Well, the registrant means the guy who owns your web address. And I've, I've um, uh, talked to people and I say, now, you know, uh, you own your web address, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I paid this guy and, and I own it. And I go look at uh, the records. And what that is, in, you go to what's called the who is uh, database. You know, you can go to any, you can just search Google for the domain who is database and it'll tell you who the registrant is and i found many times that when people thought they owned the domain name they didn't the web company the the web guy owned the domain name had it in his account you have as far as the what's called the registrar is um concerned you don't own it and i'll tell you the story why that was horrible uh i had a client that got mad at the service they were getting from their internet uh, web developer. And so they told the guy, they said, we're quitting you. And he was not the most, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, let's put it this way. He was a jerk. Ethical. Ethical. There's the word I'm looking for. Thank you, Hal. And he said, you know what? Since you're quitting me, I'm shutting your website down. He said, well, you can't do that. He says, watch me. He said, we'll sue you. He says, I don't care. So his website was shut down because the other guy owned it, controlled it, and now lawyers are getting involved. So his business depended on him having a website. So he went and bought another uh, domain name, and I helped him develop the new domain name. He had uh, mybusiness.com, just to keep keep the the person uh, uh, anonymous. And so he bought my hyphen business, which was, I don't like hyphens in a domain name. Most people don't know what a hyphen is. They don't know what a dash is. It's not a letter, you know, my hyphen business, whatever. So, but that's what we had to do. And we built him his new website and he started struggling along. Well, guess what? The blunder, really blunder was. He never did sue that guy because, you know, it was just a joke to, to spend the time and the money. So the jerk that bought his really good domain name, let it expire. And an Asian porn company bought the domain name. And so when people looked up his business, guess what horrible things came up for him? Oh, geez. 
And he called me and he says, what do I do about this? And I said, <laughs> nothing. The blunder was always be in control of your domain name. Now, I am a GoDaddy representative. In fact, our guest today bought his, uh, when he was buying his domain name, he bought it at domainsyoucontrol.com, which is all that is, is that's just a, a, a name of my GoDaddy representation. But however, the difference is when you buy a domain name, with your own credit card in your own name, you become the registrant. You're the owner. You own the title to it, uh, akin to a car. So in other words, even though uh, people do buy it through my GoDaddy reseller account, if, uh, if I perish from this earth, you're still, it's still a big company. You're still protected. In fact, one of the things I tell my clients is that when you're buying through me, you're helping my family and my grandchildren because they will be able to earn the income. Or you can go straight to GoDaddy and let, and make Mr. GoDaddy richer. So most people don't have a problem buying through domains you control. So anyway, that's my blunder okay. story. Always be in control of your domain name. Make sure that you are the registrant. And if you're not, become the registrant. All right. Okay, something else they get uh, if they buy it from you, because I've bought dozens of domains from you that they don't get from the GoDaddy. Correct me if I'm wrong now, but if they buy it from you, they got you for support. Yeah, I, I, I used to say, get Mr. GoDaddy on the phone. Uh, you yeah, know. go get Mr. GoDaddy on the phone and say, look, I don't understand this domain, but they can call you if, so that the support is worth far more than uh, you would imagine. Yeah. And uh, uh, one more thing that, that we have going on right now, Mike, is uh, I'm going to do a plug here. If anybody wants to get my book, uh, Bottom line, how to grow a pest control business. Uh, they can get it free right now at how to grow a pest control business.com. Uh, there's over a hundred tips, strategies, and techniques in that book that it's not fluff. I mean, you can go out and use it. And uh, I got a call from a guy the other day who wants to talk about my coaching. He said, I got your book. And he said, I've already implemented a bunch of stuff in that book and my business is growing. And he said, I want to, I want to talk to you about uh, uh, coaching me maybe. So, uh, you can get the book free, go there and download it. And, and you'll also find uh, some an offer on some training that I have in there. That's incredible. That's uh, uh, that you, you'll want to look at because it's a one-time offer. So you can check that out too, but get the book and, uh, and start using it to grow your business. Uh, so uh, with, I guess it's time for us to take a commercial break, isn't it? Well, why don't we go ahead and, and have uh, our guests start today, and then you guys will get a little break with a commercial break in the middle of that. How's well, that? that sounds good. We'll go ahead and bring our guest on then. Uh, our guest today is somebody that I've known now for over three years, uh, uh, close to four years, I guess. Uh, Mike Warren, the uh, the founder and president of Savannah Termite and Pest Control down in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, Mike came to me, contacted me, and he said he wanted to go into the pest control business, start a business. And in our conversation, I found out that Mike had zero experience in pest control. Mike didn't know the difference between a German cockroach and a bed bug. He had no background in it at all. He had no license. He had no name. But he said he had just been uh, researching businesses. He he was a businessman. He had owned uh, another franchise and uh, are several. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur. And he said, I've been researching a new business to get into. And I think pest control would be a really good business for me. It would be a good fit. So, so he hired me and uh, 
before he ever even had a business. And I, we, we came up with his name, uh, of his marketing materials, and he's got a lot more to share with you. So uh, let me introduce to you Mike Warren. Good morning, Hal. Good morning, Mike. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Uh, and and uh, you're now uh, in the marketing business also because something happened quite unusual back at the first of the year. Some, uh, a lightning bolt came out of the cloud and struck you in the head when somebody called up out of the blue and made you an irresistible offer uh, and bought your business. They did. Uh, within almost three years to the day from the very first customer we served, we were approached by someone out of uh, Ocala, Florida, who represented a large regional pest control company. And they had found us online and said that they had some interest in our business. But let me back up a little bit and to tell you about, yes, what you just said was correct. I was I, I was not only new to pest control, I was new to Savannah. Uh, I mean, this is about as as much of a blank slate as you could create. I had been, I didn't didn't help you pick the city though. You (laughs) you picked that, right? I had been in the disaster restoration business in Macon and I sold that business and was looking for something else to do. And we moved to Savannah, but just because we wouldn't live here. My wife, this had always been our long weekend for my wife and I, we'd always talked about living here at about the same time we sold the business. Our youngest daughter graduated from high school. So we had no reason to stay where we were. So we ended up moving here said, I'll just figure out what I'm going to do once I get there and stumbled across pest control had no experience whatsoever in pest control, had never even had never even hired a pest control company. I had not knowing it been practicing what it what the pest control people call IPM my entire life. I'd never hired a pest control company and started this from scratch. I remember the registration material was completely foreign to me. I was amused at how all the cockroaches seemed to have a nationality. But I realized that I I didn't know how to run a pest control business, and I certainly didn't know how to market a pest control business. So I ended up uh, working with a consultant who helped me to run it, and then I was looking for someone to help me to market it, and that's where I came across your information. And yes, you started with me before I even had a license. And when I had some really bizarre ideas about how to market a pest control company, you set me on the right track. And I remember someone, and it was probably you who mentioned to me that the number one way people find pest control companies is through a Google search, which that wasn't a big revelation. That's what I would have expected. But then when I went online and did the Google search, it appeared to me that that if this was the number one way to find a pest control company, the people, at least in the Savannah market, hadn't gotten that message because the opportunities were wide open. And that's when I went back to you and you said, well, you know, you even need to design your name around this. So that's when we decided to, to name the business Savannah Termite and Pest Control, which we did not think would be available. We thought there's no way that that, that hasn't been taken, but it was. And so, yes, you and Mike. Uh, did everything in order to get me up and going and to get me established in the business and to set me on the right track to turn it into a successful business. And then in January of this year, I got a call out of the blue from a business broker out of Ocala, Florida, who was working with a large regional pest control company that's based in Jacksonville called McCall Service. He had found us online. And at first I didn't, I said, well, you know, thanks anyway. It's not something I'm looking to do. And he called back and said, you know, if you'll just share some data with me, we think you might be pleasantly surprised. I did. And I was. And on July 17th, 
three and a half years after serving our first customer, I sold that pest control company. And you sold it for a, a hefty amount, I would imagine. I mean, from, you know, and you, cause I know you built a really good business and I know that you, you have a non-disclosure agreement. We can't talk about the price or anything, but right. you, you went away with a big smile on your face, didn't you? Very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I did sign a very strongly worded document that said I'll never reveal that number, but it was it was not what I would have expected someone calling me was going to offer because I'd never priced the business. This wasn't something I was planning to do. We were we we were growing very steadily. And I mean, I was looking at adding the next technician and the next milestone in the business. And then when this call came in, I thought, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, it, it got my attention. I'll put it that yeah. way. And, you know, I think you'll agree that they look, companies that are looking to make acquisitions are looking for good, solid, profitable companies that are doing great marketing and generating income and revenues. And, and that's what they're looking for. And this is what, you know, we talked to a lot of our clients about. You, a lot of people stay in business for years. I mean, some of them 20 or 30 years. And they say, well, I think I'll sell my business now. I'm ready to retire. And they find out that their business isn't worth much because they haven't structured it properly and they don't have the right kind of clients and they're not charging enough. And, and uh, if, if, so you have to, you have to begin the right way or get on the right track to building a very sellable pest control business. Uh, if that's what you want to do someday. And even if you want to hand it off to your, to your offspring, your son or your daughter or another family member, they want something of value that they can carry on, you know, not just a job, but a really valuable, sellable business. Yeah, absolutely. And every buyer is potentially going to look at a business differently. You know, there are going to be some people that are just very focused on the bottom line and there are going to be other companies like this. We never talked about the bottom line, but I can reduce it down to two words for you. And there is some data here that I think I can share with you. And it, it's the two words are recurring revenue. That is above and beyond anything else they're going to be concerned about. And in the initial proposal they made to me, just so you'll get an idea of how important recurring revenue can be, their offer was $1.25 for every dollar of recurring revenue. And for non-recurring revenue, it was 35 cents. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's nice when you get that big termite job, that big termite treatment. Maybe it's a five-figure job. That's going to put money in your pocket now. But as far as the future asset value of that business, it's not doing that much for you. you know, you've got to focus on that recurring revenue. Yeah, we talk about price a lot when, with, with clients when they're out there selling pest control. And when I, uh, you know, I send a questionnaire out to people before we do our free hour together to gather information so that I can do my homework and help them. And I, one of the questions is, what do you think is the number one reason people don't do business with you? And you can imagine what the number one answer I get is price. Uh, they think everybody's going with the cheapest price, but they're really not because we tell them if you have value and you can show your value and clearly convey that to your customers price is not an issue and you just got through telling me these people called you and they want to buy your company and you never discussed the bottom line because they don't the line. They yeah, don't I provided financial statements i provided you know a lot of financial statements and i thought well at some point they're going to ask about the profitability they're going to want to know what's your future projections for profitability 
I'm not exaggerating when I say that there was never a single email, never a single phone conversation, anything that involved the bottom line. It was never a question. So everyone thinks, you know, if I can show a certain amount of profit, if, if I can show a certain, a certain amount of owner benefit. Now, I'm not going to say that there aren't going to be potential buyers that aren't going to be concerned about that because there, it very well may happen. But for the most part, people, especially the bigger companies, your profit doesn't matter to them because they're going to fold it into a larger organization. What they want to know is what type of the, what's the quality of the revenue they're getting. Yep, and the yep. highest quality revenue is always going to be recurring revenue. And of course, if you're getting a decent price for it, if you're giving it away, then no, they're not going to value that as much either because you know, they want to make, be able to make a profit off of it. I'm going to stop us right here because we got to take a commercial break, Mike. And uh, Yeah, I was going to say it's about time for a word from our sponsor. But, you know, Mike, one of the things I want you to talk about is that, you know, what's really impressive is that three years ago, January, you were what we call in the internet world, a complete newbie. <laughs> and, right. and you went from newbie to sold in three years. And it has to be uh, some of the marketing things that you were willing to do that most people don't do. So I hope you'll talk about that when we come back from our commercial break. So we'll be right back in about 60 seconds. Hey folks, it's Hal here. And I want to tell you about my personal coaching program designed specifically for PCOs and WCOs who want to grow their businesses faster, easier, and build more value and wealth for your future retirement. To find out more, simply give me a call at 770-993-0004, and I'll treat you to a free one-hour coaching session so you can see for yourself what I do and how I can help you. There's no obligation and no strings attached. Google Pest Control Marketer. Grow your business like never before. Call 770-993-0004. That's right. Call Hal Coleman and get that free hour with him. And, of course, uh, uh, my phone number is right here. It's 770-826-3662. If you want to have a, a free consultation, talk about your offline world I'd love to do that as well. But maybe you your online world. You're online. Did I say offline? Yeah, I offline. Offline. yeah. Hey, I got the picture right Don't here. What a big influence I have on you. Yeah. Uh, look at that, uh, Mike Warren. Of course, people on the podcast can't see that, but there you go. There's where that's where that's what it looked like when me and Hal got started. Uh, yeah. We were working <laughs> together then. That was going on 41 years ago, I guess, writing jingles and uh mike had a recording studio and i was doing vocals in there singing demos and we started writing jingles for banks and furniture stores and automobile dealerships and uh one thing led to another here we are you know still doing jingles and writing scripts <laughs> but it's all for right. control now well it's it's and it's also the delivery we used to deliver it on a reel to reel piece of tape and now we deliver it through through email on an m p three so so the technology has really been wonderful. I'll tell you one of the things I want you to talk about, Mike is all the marketing things because I can't help but believe that your presence uh in the uh, savannah market, which all the way started all the way with you getting that great domain name i mean I think I think uh, uh, you actually got SavannahPestControl.com. Um, I did. It wasn't available, but I think you you know you I was able to secure that. But that's why we do. Uh, uh, those are what are called geo targeted 
keyword rich domain names. It's where you are and what you do. And amazingly, uh, your city and termite and pest control, depending on where you are, uh, there's a lot of p- pest control agencies and web people that haven't you know, snapped up these amazing domain names for major markets like Savannah. So anyway, talk about what you did. To, and then I'll go away here and let you guys talk. But let me begin by talking about that domain name, because what you'll find with domain names is that the service and the and the market for local businesses are almost always going to be the most popular search term. So in my case, pest control Savannah, when you enter that in Google, that's that's the most popular search term for people looking for a pest control business in Savannah. So that domain name, Savannah Termite and Pest Control, and we also secured Savannah Pest Control, when you enter Pest Control Savannah, Google tends to get the impression that you're looking for me. So just that name, right off the bat, that gave me an edge over everyone else for that search term. But the other thing that we really started to focus on was content. And it was obvious that this was not a priority for most of my competition. I'm not going to name any names of competitors, but we have a real 800-pound gorilla in our market. And when I started operations in January of 2017, that company, that has a seven-figure annual advertising budget had 14 Google reviews. And three or four of those were one star. So it was obvious that they had not paid any attention to that whatsoever. So we made a big focus on, on Google reviews. And at the time I sold it, we had it, we had 220 Google reviews with a 4.9 star rating. There are only four pest control companies that serve the Savannah market that have more than 200 Google reviews, and we had the highest rating of any of those companies, any of those four companies. The other thing we started doing was focusing on uh, loading content into YouTube. So I started making a video every week. I was making a YouTube video every week and the geo-targeting strategy that Mike was just talking about, I was doing that with my YouTube video. So I would call a video German cockroaches in cooler or bed bugs in Hinesville. Because if you search those terms, if you're in Hinesville and you search for bed bugs, then my video pops up. So we just started putting all this content out there on the Internet to make it as searchable as possible and to get me in the search results as much as possible. And then, of course, with the Google reviews, that really put us in the, the section that's known as Google Maps. So I made a focus uh, with with your effort and with Mike's effort to figure out what I could do to exploit this tremendous opportunity online that it appeared to me a lot of these legacy pest control companies, because they've been around for decades, just were not making it a priority. They weren't doing these things. And it was low hanging fruit. I mean, I would like to say that some of this stuff was hard, but it really wasn't. I mean, we came up with a a program for getting Google reviews that, you know, every week it was just a question of how many are we going to have this week? I think that in, for some There are pest control companies in Savannah that have been there for 10, 15 years. We got more Google reviews in a week than they've gotten in their entire time being in business. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be amazed at how we hear clients say, I can't get reviews. That's too hard to get reviews. It's not that hard. I didn't get any reviews last month. Not last week, but last month. And it's like, well, it's just, it's too hard to get them. You know, it's just, they don't know how. And, and they won't, they won't uh, tell me, can you, is it proprietary or can you sh- get spill the beans a little bit on, on what you did uh, internally to get so many reviews so fast? Because, because like I hear it over and over again, you know, what do you mean they have to have a Gmail, a Google account? You know, my clients don't have a Gmail. Uh, that, those are all myths. 
There's enough people with Gmail accounts. You're living proof. Uh, over 200 reviews in, in less than three years. Really? Yes. That's, you know, and, and the, the truth is that if you made it a priority, you could probably have done more. But, you know, you, you got a business to run. But what did you do a little bit differently to get those reviews? Uh, in, internal, and it's not proprietary. I'm happy to share this strategy. But we did a couple of things. And I always use the, vol- the uh, volleyball metaphor and I w- with our staff. I would say the set and the spike. So the technician is the, the first opportunity to get the review. So they would go out, they would do the job, and at the end of the job, they would say, you know, I I hope you're happy with what we did today. If not, is there anything I can do to improve on the service? It's, oh, no, no, you did a great job. Well, thank you very much. Well, you know, would you mind going and and writing a Google review? Now, first of all, I guess I need to back up a little bit. Your priority is always going to be on anyone who has a Gmail account, because if you have a Gmail account, it's... I mean, literally, you're talking a matter of seconds that it would take you to write. I mean, you can write a Google review in 30 seconds if you have a Gmail account. So anything we would look out for those customers. The technician would ask for it. But then we had a morning after survey that we conducted with every customer where we would go through a series of questions. Did the technician use his cell phone for personal purposes while he was on your property? Did he appear to use any tobacco products when he was on his pro- on your property? Did he use the uh, foot covers? to establish whether or not we had a customer that was happy and you could kind of feel them out that way. Now, if there were an issue, if there was an issue, then we talk about resolving the issue. But if they seemed happy, we would even ask the question, now on a scale of one to five, how would you rate your service? They'd say, oh, I'd give you a five. Well, why don't you literally give us a five? Didn't the technician talk to you? Oh, yeah, you know, he did. He mentioned I forgot to do it. You know what? And we put it in our software. I'm going to go ahead and send you the link. It's going to show up as a text. You click this link and all I have to do is just go in there and and select a star rating and write a comment. And you've posted a Google review for us. We don't really spend a lot of money on advertising. This helps to get the word out for a local company. And, you know, what you're doing there is is you're simply holding them accountable to do what they said they would do. Uh, In the beginning, would you give us a review? Yes. And if they haven't done it yet. You hold them accountable and they do it and they kind of get the feeling that now if they don't do it, you're going to show up again and ask. And so now now they have an incentive to go ahead and do it. And you put that system in motion and you're going to have to monitor it. You're going to have to follow up on it. Just like anything, you've got to make sure that they're doing these things. But once you get that ball rolling, it kind of goes on autopilot. And then you just I would just get these notices that would pop up on my phone. Or you just got a new Google review. You know, I had a client uh, back, uh, I guess, a year or so ago, and or maybe two years ago now. Uh, but he was actually paying people forty dollars, paying clients forty dollars to give them a Google review, five star Google review. And I've had people say forty dollars, and I said, "Yeah, but look at it. He didn't have hardly any Google reviews." And I told him he needed to get a hundred. Now, if he got a hundred Google reviews and paid. $40 a piece for them, that would come out to $4,000. Mm-hmm. But but how much money do you think 100 Google reviews would generate over the next year for somebody who didn't really have any Google reviews? Oh, you're probably going to get about a 50 to 1 return on that investment. But I, I mean, if I can make a, an observation there, paying the customer or doing any sort of an incentive that way is actually a violation of Google's terms. And if they discover that you're doing that, they can take them down. I didn't really, really. If yeah. you're going to spend $40, give it to the employees. 
Okay. Yeah. I guarantee you, you wave that kind of money in front of your employees and they will get the reviews. Let, let the incentive do the work for you. Well, I didn't know that that was illegal and he doesn't know that either. So uh, well, I was going to say something, Hal, uh, we're documenting here. Uh, that's, that's Mr. Offline's, uh, 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 mindset, but, but Mike is right. Uh, you cannot pay people for positive reviews on Google. It's a violation of their terms. And you, the last thing you want to do is get all your uh, reviews erased and killed. So we, I want to document here. We are not advocating that you. No, that was my mistake because he just he just told me he was doing that. So well, you know, uh, people go a hundred miles an hour on the freeway. That doesn't make it legal. Well, that's that's just my point. I was trying to make is this: if you paid forty dollars to get a hundred, forty dollars a piece to get a hundred. Five star reviews, you would be making an unbelievable investment that would pay, pay you off. Yeah, well, that that's the point. The point is 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 that uh, Google My Business and Google reviews and Facebook reviews and Yelp reviews all um, uh, making sure that you are uh, positive reviews. And the best way to get a review is do an amazing shock and awe service, and then and then make it a priority to ask people. And that's what the story is here with Mike. Uh, we've had clients where we said, make this, I I won't name names, but I have a guy here in Nashville and he just said, it can't be done. It can't be done. And he had nine reviews and three of them were one star. So he can't calculate the business he was losing by whining about the fact that it takes a little bit of work and effort. So that's the message here is make it a priority. Well, guys, you know, I can't believe it. Let me back up too, because I want to, I want to say something. I'm sitting here thinking while we're talking, and I, I think I'm mistaken. I think he was actually paying his employees. Uh, I'm thinking back on our conversation, and I think I got that a little bit confused there. Well, I, I, I guess you kind of made the point I was trying to make is that he was paying forty dollars to get reviews, but it wasn't to the to the client; it was to the employee. Right. Well, what I was going to say is we're getting a few questions here, and you know we try to keep the show at about thirty minutes, and we're at thirty five because. Mike will probably have to come back and tell us more stories. I know he's got a whole lot more content, but yeah. uh, but this is what uh, Rodney is is really interested in. What you have to say, he says, do buyers pay according to the number of subscribers on the fin- or on the financial statement? I think he answered that, but go ahead and answer that again. By the number of subscribers, I'm assuming he's referring to the number of customers. And I I don't know that the analysis was based on the number of customers so much as it was on the amount of revenue that those recurring customers were generating. So in other words, they were looking at a lump sum of revenue and they said, based on the, you know, the data that you provided us, this, let's say a hundred thousand dollars, this hundred thousand dollars is revenue that's going to recur. It's a termite warranty or it's a monthly pest control. So we're going to value that at an amount that was actually in excess of $100,000, in this case, $125,000, which is remarkable because in most businesses, your business is going to sell for a multiple of your cash flow. So yeah. to be able to get not just your revenue, but a multiple of your revenue, uh, that's, you talk to any business broker and they would you know, love to get in on that. Yeah. And pest control is generally, they look at two things, your, your annual revenue and how much of that is recurring revenue. And that, and that's why I discourage people, highly discourage them from doing a lot of one-time services. I said, take that one-time service and make them an offer they can't refuse, refuse to choose to go with a recurring service instead of that one-time service. Uh, 
get them on the plan. You know, it's going to be better for them and help them control their pests better, uh, live a better pest-free life, and you're going to have the annual revenue, and they're going to have the round-the-clock guarantee 365 days a year. Right. And now here's a word from our sponsor. Google Pest Control Marketing. Grow your business like never before. Call 770-993-0004. Did you hear that? That is a jingle. But more than that, it is an audio logo and what I call a marketing earworm. But you know, that's a bug. That's a worm you want in your local market on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and podcasts like you're listening to right now. Yes, you should do a podcast as a PCO, but we'll talk about that another time. You want your market singing Google your name, what you do, and your phone number. Simple, but it works. If you want to cash in on this marketing bonanza, go to PestControlMarketingJingles.com to learn more. Or just call me, Mike Stewart, at 770-826-3662. Or call Hal Coleman at 770-993-0004. And we would love to show you how to do what we call search and call advertising with earworms. And oh yeah, it works on that old-timey technology of radio and television. Why don't you call us today and learn more? Google Pest Control Marketing. Grow your business like never before. Call 770-993-0004. You know, Rodney's very uh, proactive with the questions here. I, I think we answered this. The, the truth is it's three in three years. That's how long it took you to grow this business. And, of course, uh, Rodney also says, what was your background? Well, your background was other businesses completely, totally unrelated to pest control, wasn't it? I owned a service master franchise in Macon. And Service Master is a disaster restoration business. Most of that business is coming from insurance companies. But what that company did was uh, fire and water work. Someone's house is flood or they have a fire. Then we would go in and dry it out or clean it up. It was a home services business. But I soon learned that it that was the fact that we showed up in a vehicle and knocked on someone's door was the only thing it had in common with pest control. Pest control is a completely different business. And to the extent that I didn't even really appreciate when I started the pest control business, but that was my background. And I did that for several years. Yeah. But you, you were a businessman already when uh, you didn't just come along as a technician. And so you had a real advantage there by uh, having a business background. And, and I did. And I, you know, I'm someone that's always paid a lot of attention to the numbers. I've got an accounting background. So I look at businesses from a business perspective and not so much from a technician's perspective. There's there's pros and cons to taking that approach. But, yeah, I've always taken more of a business approach than, you know, I just love the idea of killing bugs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but like I said, I'd never even hired a pest control company. I, I knew nothing whatsoever about this business. Uh, embarrassed myself a number of times talking to customers because I would show my ignorance that sometimes the customers knew a lot more about pest control than I did. But that's okay because you hire people that know how to kill bugs. And that's what I did. Well, the old saying is uh, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly until you learn how to do it well. And, and that's what you did. Hey, guess what? We got to get out of here, Mike and Mike. But Mike, well, you know what? What I think we should do is we should let Mike have a, a little final wrap up a statement and then we will get out of here. But I'll tell you one of the things that admire me. I've always admired about Mike Warren. When we met you three years ago, 
you saw the value of investing in working uh, on your business, even though you have to work in your business. So many right. people work in their business, but they won't invest time or money. And you did both. You spent a lot of time. You spent a lot of money. And that's the lesson of Mike Warren. Look, the um, it, it, it's his presence uh, marketing-wise online made a company in another state uh, reach out to him and offer him an offer he couldn't refuse. And and that's the lesson here is that if you invest the time and money to work on your business as opposed to just working in your business, working in your business is always putting out fires, uh, you know, doing the, you know, because you got a, a tech who doesn't show up, you're the guy crawling under the house instead of working on your business. You know, you got to pick and choose what's going to be best. And that's what we like to do is help people do it. So, Michael, you have the final statement and what a great show. I've enjoyed every bit of it, guys. Yeah, well, thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. And I, I really did enjoy the marketing part of what I did. And so now I've affiliated myself with a company that does digital marketing, and that's United Web Works. It's a Savannah-based company. I'm working out of an office in Bluffton. But I've always believed in trying to get as many employees as I can that will work 24 hours a day, seven days a week without ever taking a day off, without ever taking or ever, ever calling in sick or ever taking a vacation. And I learned that with digital marketing, you can do that. Every YouTube video I ever created, every review I ever got, that's one of those employees that's going to work for me 24-7 and that I'm not going to get any calls from the Department of Labor say saying that I'm overworking them. So you create that content one time and you can use it eternally. And I'm a big believer in that. And I think that my business helps to illustrate what that type of strategy can do for you. Thank you so much, Michael. And until next two weeks from uh, this, we always the second and fourth Monday of the month. It's Pest Control Marketing Live with uh, Mike Stewart and my cohort in crime, Mr. Hal Coleman. Hal, gentlemen, see you next time. Hal Coleman has been active in the pest control industry for over 40 years, including owning and operating his own successful pest control business for 18 years. He now devotes his time to helping other PCOs and other WCOs double, triple, and even quadruple their businesses faster than they ever imagined. Be sure to check out his website, PestControlMarketer.com. For more information about Hal's coaching program, you can reach him at 770-993-0004 or email him Hal at HalColeman.com. Mike Stewart is known as the Internet Audio and Video Guy. Since the birth of the Internet, Mike has been showing small business owners how to get more new customers, increase their sales, and grow their businesses online using audio and video, now with iPhones and Android phones. For more information about Mike's coaching program and his online training courses, visit MikeStewartCoaching.com or email him Mike at InternetAudioGuy.com. Google Pest Control Marketer Grow your business like never before Call 770-993-000-4